Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets. No, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese. Or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Hey guys, Mike here. This is an older video. It's actually from last Halloween Horror Month. It's the Freddy vs. Jason version we never saw. One of the many Freddy vs. Jason scripts that actually involves and ends with Freddy and Jason in a celebrity death match in hell with Hitler in the audience. It's fucking wily. But uh, the reason I chose this one to put up on the podcast today is because last Friday we did... Friday the 13th versus A Nightmare on Elm Street in our franchise fights on Friday night. So every Friday night at 9 p.m. live on our YouTube channel, we put franchises up against each other movie by movie, and we let you guys vote to decide if you don't know. It's really cool. I'll put a link to that down below. Uh, and if you haven't checked it out, and if you want to check it out live, be there this Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern for another one. But I hope you guys are doing awesome. I hope you have an amazing weekend. Next week, we're actually going to get together and film together in person once again. Uh, we will also be doing the live streams and ta- taking the best of both worlds for those. So be sure to check that out. Hey guys, welcome back. We are. Hey guys, welcome back to We Watch Movie. I'm Mike. I'm Jay. And this is Halloween Horror Month 2019. What are you going to do on October 31st? What are you going to do on October 31st? Here comes that white faced fucker, an asshole like no other. He's a big old piece of shit. Wants to stab your sister's tits cause he's a white faced fucker. Loomis can't recover. Dr. Challenge drunk again, sleeping with your sister's friends. Do you want to know about the darkness? I said, God damn. I said, God damn. A lot of people don't know the darkness that goes inside their hearts. I said, God What are you going to do on October 31st? It keeps on fisting you when you least expect it. Shit's going to get weird. We're having some camera lighting issues, so I hope this doesn't look weird as fuck. It does. It looks so strange. We're doing what I can in the darkness of the night. We look like holy angels that came down in church. And we don't, like, run a YouTube channel or anything. We don't know anything about cameras. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Crying in the night softly in the darkness. Louis Abernathy. Abernathy made a script. Absent. To uh, everybody knows Freddy vs. Jason, right? Which we're going to be doing the commentary for this month. We've got all the shit going on. Um, but this is one of the. the There's several scripts that came out for Freddy vs. Jason. And Louis Abernathy's first draft of it, before the dude from The Crow came on and changed it and made it a little bit darker, is the script we're going to be talking about today. This script is batshit fucking cuckoo insane. I know that Freddy vs. Jason isn't exactly what you would call Shakespearean art theater, but this fucking thing was a toilet turd that was left at Speedway and nobody flushed for two years. Wowzer. There's you don't want cool, that smoke. There's some cool stuff about it, I will admit. There are some decent things. There's some decent classic Freddy lines about it overall, but then again, at the same time, you know you're reading dog shit and you're liking it because, you know, it's just a taste of Freddy and Jason and we haven't had either one of those guys in a long goddamn time. Where you guys been? What's your, what's going on? You shouldn't have buried me. I'm not dead. 
the very beginning of the script, it's when they were like one, two, and there were flashes of Freddy one and uh, Freddy two, and then three, four flashes of they, they were like the way that the script was reading was like they wanted they had an idea of this girl walking down the street and hearing that song come on, and they were going to do like lightning bolts and show scenes of Freddy one, Freddy two, Freddy three, Freddy uh, four. They went all the way up to Freddy's death. Yeah, and they, they were, yeah, they were doing you know the one two thing. And that I was like, dude, that's fucking cool as shit. Because I could imagine the lightning bolts and just seeing scenes and shit. And I hope that they would put Jesse's dance number in there in part two. But <laughs> probably be amazing if they had done that. <laughs> Anyway, uh, sorry. Like, you know that one stoner kid in fucking the real Freddy vs. Jason that we got? It's like that guy was smoking whatever that guy was smoking and fucking wrote the rest of the script. Because it's like, the very beginning had solid, like, it was solid. Like, I was like, man, this is going to be really interesting. And then it was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, what we're going to do... I'm confiscating these. There's a lot. These. There's a lot in this script that we're actually going to cut around. Because what you want when you're going to do a Freddy vs. Jason script is you want Freddy vs. Jason. Like, that's mm. the shit that you want. In the script, what they do is they, they focus so much on these, these teenagers and these characters. And, and Jason is definitely, like... Substandard to Freddy in this fairly He's forgettable as fuck. Yeah, and, and it sucks. So you got this, this this group of teenagers, and uh, they start having the Freddy dreams. But in this world, everybody's aware of Freddy, and everybody's aware of Jason. They know about the Crystal Lake killings, and they know about the Freddy Krueger killings. Yeah. It's a cult that sprung up around that town of Freddy Krueger, and these kids are really, or the cult members are really about bringing Freddy Krueger back from the dream side and presenting him with a bride, and it has to, she has to be impregnated so Freddy can live through the fetus. Very Nightmare on Elm Street 5, what the fuck, thank you so much, I don't want it back. Kind of idea. Darkness, uh, really, uh, the the script reads very, very magically and amazingly. Like they got the smartest fifth grader out, and here's some crayons and some peyote, and do your best. They've all burnt themselves, mm -hmm. and they all shoot up this heroin, this this dream dream dope, heroin, dream dope that that puts them where they can talk to Freddy. And there's even a, a scene in this where they, like, they hand out these these sunglasses, where they're able to like, oh, when, when you wear the sunglasses, you can you can connect with Freddy, and he'll talk to you, and Suck he'll tell you dick. what's going I'm on. I'm not doing that. And they're like a weird gang. It's like uh, in the Dark Knight Returns. Remember yeah. the the mutants or whatever? Yeah, the original he, comic book. Yeah, yeah. He has this whole group of mutants that are like this. They're they're all cultists for Freddy. And then you got the main group of teens. And they, Freddy starts to terrorize their dreams or whatever. The one girl, she's 13 and she's slow. She's not got all this shit together. Lizzie and her sister Megan, they start to have the dreams. No, they start Megan. to get into it. Megan. <laughs> um, basically, what happens is you get introduced. There's this one uh, hardcore ass cop motherfucker, Murdoch. Like Murdoch, who's like fucking punks. He's the only one I kind of like. All kids. I don't know. I kind of like. And, and there's this crazy standoff on the TV between the the, the Freddy Krueger cultists and this dude. And they're sitting there, and you know this is going to be like a crazy, like drive angry, fucking batshit script. When uh, the the cops are all surrounding the cultist's house or whatever, and the, their their lawyer's sitting there, and it's like the lawyer has his briefcase open, and he digs his face down, and he takes a big old snort of cocaine, and he what, he pulls up, and he's like, "What I think we can do is we can get you guys all off on like ten years, like twenty years sentences, and then like fifteen with a good time service." I, I, I could imagine that that scene playing out though. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> 10 to 15 years, I think that we're going to be okay here. Listen, I know you killed a lot of people, but 15 years, give me a chance. <laughs> the next thing is like, uh, get him the, the guy that played uh, Saul in Breaking Bad. 
To be the dude, the lawyer. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Saul. Better call Saul. Better dude. call Saul guy, yeah. But the next thing you know is this dude's head, like, it pauses, <laughs> and this dude's head, his severed head comes flying out the window. Like a goddamn tumbleweed. And then Murdoch runs towards him like John fucking dude. Wu, starts shooting his weapons at him. Murdoch, like, even though he's fucking, like, stupid, like, as a character, like, he's dumb. Yeah. And I know he's meant to be, like, a hunk, a hunk, a hunk, like, kind of stupid. I liked him, though, because he reminded me of fucking Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. He's like, did. Shooter McGavin, like, yeah. I, he's like, go back to your shanties. And, and this guy, his whole story is that he's faced off with Jason before. Yeah, so I, I like, yeah, so he's a survivor of, uh, like, and literally his head was cleaved in two by Jason Voorhees, and he has a metal plate or something. And it's like leaking and shit. Yeah, but he's like crazy because of it, and he hates kids for it. Like, I don't know, like, he's like, fucking punks and he'll walk in and like and they're like you know when he storms the house of the fredheads or, or the cultist members i can't remember their actual names that they go by but he storms in and he's like he's enjoying himself he's like ha, boom 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 he's boom. like shooting kids with, with a shotgun while they're trying to escape through the window and shit like I, that I, but i kind of like I, I i dug his character because at least he's one thing that in the movie makes sense you are all my so they want to get this girl who's a virgin and they want to all uh, rape her and then Freddy is going to come through her womb and he's going to be reborn again. Was that part of the and they're like when you join? Freddy lives. <laughs> Freddy lives and that's their whole thing. So the sister's trying to protect her sister and then there's the dude that they that used to be in the cult that they break out of the mental asylum. A whole bunch of dumb derivative shit that's just crazy and out there and the script goes on and on and on about it for forever. But basically what happens is they decide that Freddy's after all these people and they decide the only thing we can do is is go get Jason because he's the ultimate dream warrior. So they go, right? yeah, they're going to Crystal Lake to dig his ass up. And, yeah. and, and they, but it's like they, they already know where he is. They, there's no like like preamble about. He's it. already been dug up several times. Yeah, there's not a, like a legendary thing about him anymore. He's not mythology or myth, mythological. He's just a fucking guy that's been brought back to life several times. And they do have like little like nods to it, like where it says uh, born 1952, died 19 whatever, and then it's like 1982, 1982. <laughs> yeah, it's a comedy. Like there's, there's black comedy in there. Yeah. Like they cross out like died this year, and then they. Cross Cross it out, and then his tombstone has this year, and then yeah. it's crossed and it out. And I think that's pretty cool, and that's I, I was like that works pretty well. And then, but at the same time, it's like what they basically make Jason is is a big brooding moron that fucking does and and. and he does what he's told to fucking do, like uh, goddamn uh, Frankenstein from the Monster Squad. He's like, be good. Like he just he's walks around dog. like a fucking yeah. He walks around like an automaton with no no purpose except to whatever they want to do. So they go to dig him up, and what they do is this guy. He he. Jason's just like they, they dig him up and he's just a rotted fucking corpse there's cockroaches everywhere and they dig up Jason and the dude uses fishing line and barbed wire and shit like that to, to, to put his ass back together and then they have the, the lines leading into Crystal Lake so they're going to electrocute his ass awake yeah. and that, that's their whole plan but when they do it it doesn't work and they're like oh he needs a human heart so one of their friends, oh, at one point, <laughs> I was worried. in the script, one of their friends is uh, fighting against Freddy, and Freddy has literally, they literally call it in the script like the Freddy Mobile or the Nightmare Mobile or whatever. <laughs> And Freddy's got some good lines. He's got some cool moments in it. I love the one line, uh, one of the dream moments that happened earlier on in the classroom is when uh, the main girl's Megan's clothes are falling off. He's like, all dressed up and nowhere to blow, bitch. Because he's blowing her dress up. And I was like, woo. And he's like, and he's sitting there, uh, like when they're driving back from uh, Crystal Lake with the body of Jason. 
<laughs> they show Freddy uh, on the side of the road that says, we'll kill for food. Yeah. And then he has the mobile, but it's like he's a state trooper with a, like one of those uh, guns or whatever, and it says, kill them. Yeah. He's like, don't dream and drive. And that's <laughs> when he turns into the Freddy mobile. So there's great, like, okay, so like if you're going to like deep Freddy movie cuts, there's great, like... You know, uh, Nightmare Four, Five, and Six, like jokes in there, yeah, and, and and crazy scenery where he like does some batshit wild stuff and and some really cool stuff. There's some really good Freddy stuff in this for sure, but basically, but it's definitely more of a Freddy movie. Yeah, and at the one point, this one dude, um, he, his biggest fear was this this game he used to play when he was younger, where he would have like a standoff versus this like I don't remember the name of the thing I don't or whatever. But ultimately, Freddy. Sh- has a, a, a shoot him standoff with the guy and, and shoots him in the chest and the dude's in the hospital and his chest bursts out and he dies. So his girlfriend goes back and she cuts her boyfriend's heart out of this dude and they place that inside of Jason to bring Jason back. And when Jason comes back, there's a couple cool scenes where Jason's like chasing him with a chainsaw and shit yeah. like that. They bring him back to life, but then all of a sudden all they do is go, stop! We're the ones that brought you back to life. And you have my boyfriend's heart inside of you. So they showed Jason, like, the locket with the boyfriend. And Jason, like, reaches for the locket and is, like, touching it. And it's, it's so embarrassing for Jason. Yeah. The whole script is really embarrassing when you get Jason. When you get When you make Jason a fucking genie in a bottle and then everything that he does is because he, his heart is beating for the one girl that is really... Honestly, it was like... It's not even Jason. It's like Jason goes to hell when Jason ate hearts and like he would become different people. At this point, he was like the Twilight motherfucker that sparkles in the sun. Like, he, his only purpose was to get to Megan and make sure that she was safe because Jesse, I think, was her boyfriend's name in the script, was had his heart pumping through him. And that was the whole purpose was like, we gotta get and save her. Like, there's one scene when when the guy that used to be in the cult... Where Jason chases the ambulance down, taking him back to the asylum, kills the two guards in a pretty brutal way, I suppose, and then pulls him out and he's like, Lock it, where girl? Where girl? <laughs> he didn't say that, but no, I know, like, but he was like, Where girl? Like, you can imagine his dumb shit brain at this point, the way they've written him, like, Where girl? And he's like, yeah. Oh, well, I know where she is, we gotta go this way. He's like, Get in the car, put seat. You know, it was the, the problem is, is that. Again, I know that if you're going to make it only a Freddy movie, then just make it a Freddy movie. You throw in somebody legendary like Jason Voorhees and you make him nothing more than just an idiot walking around with somebody else's heart pumping through him like a fucking uh, puppet without strings, or a puppet with strings in this instance. It really takes away from me anyway as far as why the script was never made. You know, like, because... It's fucking Jason Voorhees. Like, at least, at least in Freddy vs. Jason. I know it was terrible lines. It was just a terrible movie. But, I mean, it was at least enjoyable with the fact that Jason was still a free spirit, I guess. Like, you had to control his rage or whatever to get him to fight Freddy. And this one, he's just, like, doing it to protect his girl. He's their dog, basically. Yeah. This script does comedy really, really fucking well at a couple of points. So, like, when they get Jason basically on their side in a bunch of stupid-ass fucking ways, Jason gets in the car with this dude, or in the ambulance with this dude. He's like, you drive. And Jason, it's funny because Jason, like, just tries to get him out of the way, but because he's Jason, he hits him so hard, he knocks him into the fucking door. Mm-hmm. And he even kills one of the ambulance worker guys, and he, like, shoves his face into the... Just right, like, like he did. T-1000 thing. Like, yeah, just like he did in Jason Lives. But he gets in, he gets in the driver's seat of the ambulance, 
he's gonna drive it, the, the seatbelt thing keeps going off. And it's like, please buckle your seatbelt. He's like, Jason, you have to buckle your seatbelt. And Jason's so big, it won't fit. So the girl keeps going, please buckle your seatbelt. Please buckle your seatbelt. And the dude's like, yeah, fuck that chick. And Jason just like looks at him. It reads funny. Like, even though you hate what they're doing, that's with like Jason, a skit we would do, though. Yeah. That's why I liked it, because I was like, that's totally a script that we would do. You think you've got what it takes? <laughs> I've been guarding my gate for a long time, bitch. Ultimately, they end up at this church, uh, and a bunch, of, a whole bunch of derivative bullshit Was happens it between. <laughs> but they, they end up at this church, right? And Jason's literally helping this dude. Jason's like, it's like Tango and Cash. Jason's driving this dude to the church where it's happening, and he's basically their bitch. So like, go here, Jason, and he jumps and he does that because he's trying to protect Megan because he has that dude's heart inside of him. It's a fuck. It makes Jason, that that would work because if you have a heart transplant, you'll be that person. It makes Jason a fucking joke. But um, uh, but ultimately, uh, they're at this. They're in this church, right? And and the, and the cult's trying to make this transformation happen. And <laughs> it's so fucking dumb, man. Yeah. Jason shows up, and, and one dumbass fucking thing leads to another. And there's actually some cool death scenes in it. Like Jason fucks some people up, and there's some cool stuff. There's a lot of action in this movie or in this script, the way it's written. That's why I said there's no way they they could have ever made a budget that would have worked. But ultimately, what ends up happening is when Jason finally faces off against Freddy, this one of these kids runs up to Jason, and, the, and he pumps him full of the, the sleep drug, right? He just stabs him in the neck, and he's like, go get him, boy. He literally says, go get him, boy. Like, Jason's a As fucking you do. dog. Jason goes in, and, and, and this is the funnest part of the script. It's the stupidest but funnest part the of the celebrity script. Celebrity deathmatch thing. It's what, it'll, it's what the script will be known for. It's celebrity deathmatch. They show up there in hell, and there's literally a boxing ring, and the, the ropes are made of entrails, mm -hmm. and there's severed heads on each post, and the crowd's full of demons and fucking dead people and Hitler and Mussolini. Ted Bundy. Eva Braun. is. Literally the fucking... Ted Bundy is the announcer. And he comes out and, and he's like, in this corner we have this guy, in this corner we have this guy. He gets a bullet in between the brains and then the whole crowd cheers and then he's like, oh, it was Lee Harvey Oswald up there. And Lee Harvey Oswald was like, it wasn't me. Yeah, and the whole thing <laughs> reads... The, 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 it reads like a Celebrity Deathmatch. If you guys ever yeah. get a chance to watch Celebrity Deathmatch, that's exactly what they were going for. I, I guess it was popular back then when they were writing the script because it feels like they literally took segments out of that show and put it in script form to maybe film it. And the whole idea behind you gotta it, give it, to it, it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. I liked it. I thought that part honestly was some of the best shit that I read because yeah. it's stupid as fuck. The whole, the whole script is dumb. But at least at that part, you're like, all right, well, at least you're embracing the whole fucking fuckery of this whole script. Because yeah. you're not trying to make Freddy... Because it's so shitty, though. It's shitty because at the very beginning with the preamble, the lightning flashes and the one, two, Freddy's coming for you and showing segments and clips of, of, of the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. I'm like, man, that looks, that seems really cool and like you could be setting it up for a really great film. But then you go, at least just embrace the, at the very beginning, embrace the celebrity deathmatch kind of idea of it. The idea of them being there and fighting each other and then Freddy growing like super shredder and he gets all these muscles and he was basically Jason. Green Lantern. Yeah, so he fucks. Yeah, and he's fucking Jason up left and right after Jason starts and he starts. This is where it gets done though. Even with the celebrity deathmatch idea, which was great, I thought it was a cool idea. Um, when he starts stomping Jason down because they were like, well, if Jason gets down his realm, we don't know what's going to happen. They kept that kind of idea from the original Friday the 13th, or the one that actually made it to the, the film, I mean, Freddy vs. Jason. When he starts stomping him down into the mat, and Jason starts going in, and there's water below it, the whole idea in Jason's mind when he comes back to life is that somebody killed him, 
in Crystal Lake and he didn't know who it was. So what you find out is when his mind crystallizes who actually was holding him down underwater killing him was a young Fred Krueger who was 13 years old at the time and while he's dying in the celebrity death match he realizes it was Fred Krueger and he goes fucking rage and he shoots out of the guy. Like a goddamn rocket launcher from Mario Brothers, he shoots the fuck out with Freddy Krueger out of the dream world. Out of Literally through the ceiling of the rafters of the event. But he goes not just through there, but through the dream world itself and kills Freddy Krueger in the real world. Like, it's like, what the fuck just yes. happened? Was he eating mushroom? Well, you little meatball. I love soul food. They're back in this church. And now that, that Freddy's on Jason's turf, like Jason literally puts him on the ground, stomps his fucking head, and murders him. And then these three little like fucking squigglies, these three little worms, the, not worms, they're, but, like, they're, well, they're the the uh, they're they're dream demons, and they're from actually yeah. Nightmare Six. If you guys remember, Freddy's dead. The same three dream demons. That was the whole idea that he had to live with those. He can't fight me. They it literally it paints Jason as a complete victim yeah. throughout the entire script. And, of course, you feel awful for him. You're like, well, yeah, I mean, he was a disfigured kid who, oh, by the way, in that flashback at Crystal Lake, he already had the Jason mask. He had the hockey mask, and his dad, his Elias, told him to keep it on because his face was so fucking ugly. I can't believe, Mom, I had sex with your mom to make you. Like, it was like that kind of shit. It was like, oh, okay, so Rob Zombie's going to be a part of this at some point. Yeah. But I just, I didn't like that part at all because it just makes me feel like fucking, obviously, you got to feel bad for him because if you don't, you're a bad person. Even though Jason's killed more fucking people... I think he's number one. I think that Jason has killed yeah. more people than Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger. Yeah, they shot him as, as a complete fucking good guy. It was literally like someone took the Jason franchise and the Freddy franchise and they tried to meld it into like a Godfather epic yeah, was like, using what? fucking crayons. Eventually what ends up happening is Jason is full on good guy at this point. Yeah. The, the cop shows up and he starts like, he kills one of the main characters. Like he just shoots him or whatever. Jason like... Uh, for no reason whatsoever. Like, oh, oh, this is fucking crazy, right? So, like, Freddy, the, his little slithers go into the TV screen. His sperm. Yeah. And, his like, sperm. And all of a sudden, like, it's, it, he shoots himself out of the satellite. This is real shit. He shoots himself into the satellite trying to, like, broadcast himself to everyone to make himself real enough. He tries, to, he tries to see Jabba to, to be powerful. <laughs> world. But the girl grabs the cord and pulls it. So instead of Freddy shooting towards a satellite where he'll, where he'll be beamed to everyone, he gets shot towards the sun. So basically, that's how Freddy dies. <laughs> he say, it, says, it describes his face going, ah! <laughs> As his, his, his face splits apart and it becomes a skull. And then the three uh, fucking leeches or whatever, uh, demon... They just burn up. They, they burn up too, so Freddy's yeah. gone, and then all, for no reason, Jason's just standing there in the corner, and Rubble lands on top of him, and he gets piled by Rubble. But then the dude shows up, and he starts shooting kids, and then Jason shows up, and he kills him. Yeah. But then the girl goes up to Jason, and Jason is such a good guy that he literally rips the heart of that girl's boyfriend out of his own chest, and he hands it to her. Like, he was a good man. He didn't deserve to die like this. Like, Jason's full-on fucking Chuck Norris good guy. Jason, uh, well, I mean, before that, though, Jason does get shot up in the way that he was shot up at the very beginning of yeah. uh, Freddy vs. Jason, which is actually a cool scene. All the cops show up, and they're like, it's kind of comedy, almost like the Blues Brother with, when all those cars are crashing in. It's like the, the cops keep shooting after, uh, you know, when Jason, after Jason kills Freddy, they keep pumping ammo into him. They keep pumping and pumping and killing. They get more ammo and they after they've expended all their ammo he finally falls backwards and this was after Murdoch who showed up that he kills and he kills Murdoch because Murdoch also killed the one cult member kid because he tried to say he shotgunned his ass he keeps 
At this point, Murdoch has fucking gone crazy, and when Jason does whoop his ass and kill him, he uh, it's like they do say that uh, Jason recognizes who Murdoch is. He remembers Murdoch, and he knocks. I, I don't know if he, how he kills him, but I know that his steel plate that kept his fucking brains in falls. It, it, it rolls there. Kind of. If you guys have ever seen Mister Danny, when Mister when the when the bad guy goes up in the air and like gets electrocuted, and, and all you see is the steel plate rolling. That's like how how the script. We're to be Gary Oldman in the Fifth Element, you know, where he's yeah. like fucking constantly. But but the, yeah, the part where where she's having a moment with Jason, and and he's like, by the way, this is yours. Like, come the fuck! Like it was like he was alive. Jason's alive and he's okay. Like he got shot a million times, but it's Jason. I'm okay. By the way, tell your boyfriend things. <laughs> and then you die, like, cause your girlfriend's like, oh my god, thank you, Jason. Jason. He's like, uh, no, uh, my name was Jesse because apparently I've been controlling Jason this entire time. By the way, can you put this back in my heart so I can have an actual funeral? Like, dude, it, it's, it's garbage. It's nasty, dude. It's too it's, stupid to live. Yeah, I'm glad that motherfucker never got filmed, and thank God for clearer heads realizing that this guy was high on peyote with cocaine shoved up his butt. Comment down below, let us know your all's thoughts. Uh, we love your fucking faces. If you're new to the channel, click that subscribe button to get some god damn whim opinion right in your head. Before we go, I want to let you guys know that uh, In Search of Darkness is a horror Ooh. documentary that's coming out. It's four hours fucking long, all about 80s horror movies Ooh. and there's a link down below where you guys should check oh, it out. Oh shit, sir. If you order it right now, <laughs> shit, you can get that shit before <laughs> Christmas. You get uh, a poster, you get a pin, you get your name, a personalized uh, version of the movie with your name in the credits. The link's down below for that. It's called In Search Darkness. Interviews with John Carpenter, James A. Janice, all this awesome shit. Ridiculous. Again, these but, guys are amazing dudes that are giving you a product with amazing content and also giving you a boon for your bounty. <laughs> Not the role, for your but bounty. the bounty. And if you're if if you guys like Crystal Lake memories like we did, if you like Never Sleep Again like we did, this is that kind of vein of thing. Four hours fucking and long. Again, links down below. Greatest decade. Yes, for horror. We love your fucking faces. Dead if you're new to the channel, click the subscribe button and get some goddamn whim opinion. What are you gonna do on October thirty first? What are you gonna do on October thirty first? Here comes that white faced fucker, an asshole like no other. He's a big old piece of shit. Wants to stab your sister's tits cause he's a white faced fucker. Loomis can't recover. Dr. Challenge drunk again, sleeping with your sister's friends. Do you wanna know about the darkness? I said, God damn. I said, God damn. A lot of people don't know the darkness that goes inside their hearts. I said, God What are you going to do on October 31st? Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets. No, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese. Or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming, 
Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details.